Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Let's go. 
Yo, one more man to bring in the building, Mr. Voulez-Vous, Why himself, Mr. Harvey, Who That Nation's on. What's going on, my guy? How we doing this evening? Well, at least you got Who That Nation, right? I was about to tell you, man, you got to stop butchering my uh, my, my expression, bro. Like, I feel like... I feel like it, it, you start, you're starting to get to a point where it's becoming, like, at, at one point it was, like, flattery, but, like, you're starting to become a point where it's, like, disrespectful. Like, listen, when, when you were not here, when you were not here and I had to host the show, I even rocked your theme music. I got buried to rock the theme music. I gave props to the song. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, listen. Uh, you you got to learn to say it or don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's, but nah, he's not wrong. Uh, but now, nah, listen, I'm excited. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I get to tell you guys about Who That Nation tonight and what, and what they're going to do in the first round. And I'm just hoping that maybe uh-huh. one or two guys might slip down. Uh, so we'll see what's going on. But I'm excited to do this with you guys, man. This has been a lot of fun. I'm excited for us to do the second half of this and get this kicked off tonight. It's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun. I ain't going to waste anybody's time. What I wanted to do before we get started was kind of recap what took place on yesterday's show. I'm going to go through this really, really quickly. The Carolina Panthers took Bryce Young from Alabama. The Houston Texans took Boy Anderson from Alabama. The Arizona Cardinals uh, shocked the world, in my opinion. It took Galen Carter. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts took quarterback C.J. Stroud. Uh, the commissioner and the GM ran to the podium, if I remember correctly. The Seattle Seahawks took Tyree Wilson, a uh, guy from Texas Tech. The Detroit Lions took Devin Witherspoon from Illinois. The Las Vegas Raiders took offensive lineman Paris Johnson from Ohio State. Nolan Smith went eighth to the Atlanta Falcons. The Chicago Bears came back um, and took Broderick Jones from Georgia. The Philadelphia Eagles took Christian Gonzalez, the cornerback from Oregon. Um, we'll get another shock for me. Um, the Tennessee Titans took the quarterback from Florida, Anthony Richardson. The Houston Texans uh, doubled up on the quarterback and took Will Lovis from the University of Kentucky. The Green Bay Packers took Jackson Smith and Jigba, um, the wide receiver from Ohio State. The New England Patriots took Peter Saransky, the offensive lineman from Northwestern. Uh, the New York football Jets, you know, Barry's favorite team, took Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State. The Commanders took a hometown kid and Deontay Banks from the University of Maryland. The Pittsburgh Steelers took another Alabama product, Brian Branch from um, plays cornerback. The Detroit Lions finally get B. John Robinson off the board, running back from Texas. Tampa Bay Buccaneers get some much-needed help for a quarterback and Dalton Kincaid from the University of Utah. Seattle took uh, Emmanuel Forbes, and that's how the first round uh, in yesterday's show kind of rounded out. Uh, before we get started, any of those picks kind of jump off the page that you want to talk about? Again, keep your answer short and sweet. I will be getting moving, but I wanted to give everybody the opportunity to kind of lament on what took place yesterday before we press ahead to what's going to happen this afternoon. Zillan, uh, talk to me. Yeah, I mean, I thought the linemen went a little early, but not surprised at the order of the linemen. I think uh, Paris Johnson is the best offensive tackle in the league. Surprised that Richardson slipped as far as he did. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Everybody thinks that um, the Texans are not going quarterback, so it'll be interesting to see what goes down. Uh, Mr. Harvey, talk to me. Anything that kind of stood out to you uh, from from yesterday's mock draft? 
Um, the Bears not taking Darnell right. Whoever was the general manager there, uh, I think that was me. So, now nah, that one. Uh, but <laughs> I, I'm kind of, su- I'm kind of surprised at the, at the quarterbacks falling a little bit. Broderick Jones maybe a jump, but listen, all it takes is one GM to fall in love with a guy. There's always one or two guys in the first round that gets picked, and we're like, what? We didn't see him going here. There's always a couple of those guys. So yesterday it was Broderick Jones. Uh, the quarterbacks fell further than I thought. And, you know, I, it's interesting to me because we had several picks. Even going back and reviewing this, we had several picks where at least one or two of us, if not more, said we don't expect him to be here at this point in the draft. So uh, it, right. it's going to be interesting to see how things shake out. But just uh, after sitting down and really getting into the weeds on this, it's been a lot of fun to, to sort of fill this out. So, uh, but listen, I am, uh, even though some people disagree with me and all the time, New York Jets fans are going to boo their draft picks for the most part. Listen, y'all can boo it all you want to, but boo now, thank me later for Joey Porter Jr. Thank you. Thank you. I'll take my bow. Appreciate you. <laughs> I am booing you, throwing tomatoes at your forehead, fireman Ed, uh, you know, and you, you don't like it because sheriffs don't like it. Uh, controversy, man, anything stand out to you from yesterday's selections? Yeah, definitely the um, the Jets pick of Joey Porter Jr. Um, while still having Sauce Gardner and um, some decent players behind him, but there is one thing I do want to put out there uh, because I was – doing some research on um, the 20th pick just because it was the last pick made. Um, there's one name I want to put out there just in case it happens, and that's Julius Brent, the cornerback um, from Kent State. A uh, lot of talk about him uh, being one of those shock and awe picks uh, at number 20 for the Seattle Seahawks, so just throw that out there. Okay, all right. Not a bad idea, and uh, the L.A. Chargers are now on the clock. Mr. Greenwood, talk to us, man. Where are they going here? So um, so I took a look at the um, the L.A. Chargers. They have a lot of places of need, particularly on the defensive side of the football, but I don't think there's a, a correct fit. Um, like, they do need some defensive tackle help, but I don't think that Kalaji Kansi is a, a particularly good fit. Uh, they need safety help. There's not one. Uh, viable for the pick. So, with that said, I thank you. With the 21st pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the San Diego Char or the Los and uh, Los Angeles Chargers select Jordan Addison, um, the wide receiver from USC. Uh reason why I made the pick is very simple. I imagine that they cannot continue to carry both Mike Williams and um, and uh, Keenan Allen. One of them is going to be a cap casualty next season or even a, tr- a trade bait opportunity um, next season as they both will open up $20 million in cap space, but they will greatly need to re-sign um, – Resign their quarterback, so they do need something to replace them in the near future. And I think Addison is the right pick there. Okay, let's let's throw this around to Ben. Uh, 
you know, Addison was the pick here. Uh, villain, talk to me. How do you feel about Addison going 21 to the uh, to the LA Chargers? Now? Sorry, not a terrible pick. Um, I, I can see them going receiver. I think the Chargers go running back. I think Bijan falls to them. But um, I think if they – they're not going to pick any running back other than Bijan in the first round. I think they'll wait um, because the whole situation with Austin Eckler. So getting a receiver at this position isn't a bad idea. Uh, Jordan Addison uh, could run the full route tree, had a really good career before he even went to USC at Pittsburgh. So um, not a, I think he's the second-best receiver in this draft. So for me, um, I think, honestly, if, if, if he ends up at the L.A. Chargers, I think this is a match made in heaven. Obviously, he went to USC, uh, saw a lot of the Chargers, um, been at a lot of Chargers games. And if you pair him with the likes of the Justin Herbert, you pair him um, with the likes of a Williams and a Keenan Allen, even for this particular year, um, that's going to be – Spectacular, especially since you still have Jordan Palmer there, you know, in, in the slot end and able to do different things with him um, on the outside in the perimeter game. Um, if the if the Chargers ever fix their offensive line, um, and again, there's a possibility that one of these offensive linemen falls down to them, um, because again, you don't want your 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 star quarterback taking as many hits as he took a season ago. Let's not forget this is a guy who literally punctured a lung um, and, and managed to, you know, try to play himself through it and didn't look the same uh, since he since he got hurt until later on in the year. So I can see them going off with the line here, depending upon if the offensive line uh, guys tend to fall. But the fact that Addison uh, was sitting there at, at 21 is spectacular. Mr. Harvey, talk to me. Addison goes 21 to the, uh, to the Chargers. How do you feel? So I mentioned Darnell Wright earlier, uh, Darrell Wright. What, 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 I got to look at his name. But the kid from Tennessee, I do not think that he has been drafted in our Martin draft. Am I wrong? He has not. Okay. If I'm the Chargers, that's the guy that I take. Uh, I believe he's extremely – he might be a right tackle, not a left tackle, uh, but his athletic ability is off the page. I think that he can really protect uh, Mr. Herbert. Uh, and then, but if you're gonna go receiver, I think that you know you'll see a couple of different opinions here. You know, uh, some people really, really lean towards uh, Johnson from TCU. You know, I told you last night the only issue I have with him is he's six five and plays five eleven. Uh, but at the same time, like uh, lots of speed, lots of plays in space too. Um, so I'm not mad at the pick as far as the wide receiver goes. I think that uh, with some of the other uh, things they have on the field, I, I you know, I, I don't trust Keenan McCardell to stay healthy. Not Keenan McCardell. Uh, your boy, what's his Wait, name? Uh, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Allen. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Yeah, Keenan wow. McCardell. That's Jackson wow. Smith, baby. Uh, Jimmy wow. Smith yep. is Jackson. Jimmy yep. Smith is Jackson State University, bro. Uh, but anyway, they are. Uh, yeah, so Keenan Allen, uh, Mike Williams, we know has had some health issues and whatever else, so they need some depth at the wide receiver core. They end up trying to pull people off the streets uh, to cover the wide receiver position, so I could see that. Uh, I think that Chargers personnel are going to be more familiar with Addison. 
I wouldn't be surprised to see this go off the board, but don't be surprised if uh, if at this point in the draft, Quentin, Quentin Johnson is not, not gone by this point either. So uh, I would think one of those two guys probably, because we've only got one receiver drafted so far. Uh, and what, Jackson Smith and Digma in a, in a definitely a passing league uh, fellow. So I would expect there to be some movement and wide receiver, and, and I will say this, there may not be the top-of-the-line guys at that position like the Justin Jeffersons and Jamar Chase and the guys that really jump off the page at you, uh, but that being said, I think there's still some depth and some talent at that position in this draft. Okay, that, that'll work, and it looks like um, I am up next uh, with the Baltimore Ravens, and there's a plethora of different ways I can go uh, with this pick, obviously the the elephant in the room is whether Lamar Jackson is gonna 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 play for them or whatever the case may be. But you really have to to look at at this team in totality. They lost uh, some key components this off season due to free agency, whatever. Uh, Calais Campbell ha- has gone. Um, he played the three technique in the middle, defensive defensive lineman. Um, they still have struck out and missed at the wide receiver position. Um, you need some offensive line help because you're getting beat up on offensive line. Um, but I think at the end of the day, um, if I am the Baltimore Ravens, I am running to the podium with this pick. And with the 22nd pick in the 2023 NFL mock draft, the Baltimore Baltimore Ravens select Quentin Johnson, barbecue at TCU. Um, my thinking behind this is honestly weapons for Tyler Huntley, Lamar Jackson, or whomever's throwing the football. Um, you need to be able to stretch the field vertically. Uh, going over days where you can sit there and just pass the ball and check it down to Mark Andrews, uh, check it down to a running back. Um, and I really feel if the Baltimore Ravens make a conscious effort to not get more than just the one target, um, I think it'll go a long way. Last year they didn't they, they didn't draft any wide receiver. I don't believe last year they just went too tight. And I think Isaiah Likely came out last year and, and some other guys. Um, but the Baltimore Ravens need weapons, 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 weapons. Um, and, and as a Stiller fan, I didn't want them to get Addison. I can stomach the fact that they, you know, may pick up Quentin Johnson here. Um, but I, I can see this being the pick for the Baltimore Ravens um, this upcoming week. Uh, Mr. Harvey, talk to me, man. Quentin Johnson, you just, you, just, you just talking about him uh, for the Chargers. How do you think he fits in here with the Baltimore Ravens? You know, Baltimore is one of those teams that I said this about another team last night. I'm a little concerned with their abilities to pick wide receivers in the first round. Uh, I cite Travis Taylor uh, as an example of this. Uh, But that being said, they need to do something as far as getting some weapons for whoever's at the quarterback position. I do like him. I you know, an, another guy that I really like is the kid from uh, Boston College as well. But I think, like, if you have Beckham on the field, he's kind of that guy. So, Quentin Johnson maybe gives you some height. And maybe this also pushes a guy like, you know, Higgins or some of those other guys back to, you know, not having to be primary options on this team. 
so maybe they can really eat with the tight end uh, and Andrews as well. So uh, they definitely need an influx of talent at the wide receiver position. Uh, even if Beckham's healthy, that's not enough. And uh, Beckham being healthy is like actually watching Santa Claus coming down the chimney. And I love him. He's an LSU guy. Go Tigers. Uh, but I really am concerned about his ability to be able to stay on the field for an entire season. So um, the Baltimore brass need to do the right thing by whoever's at the quarterback position and finally give them some weapons in the passing game. Uh, you got rid of your uh, offensive coordinator who was running a high school offense there. Uh, you brought in a new guy. Let's see what you can do and uh, and open it up a little bit. But you can't open it up if you don't have uh, if you don't have the tools. So I, I think it's a good pick for the Baltimore Ravens. Villain welcoming. Yeah, I mean, I think first of all, the slander that that series comes with is so funny. Listen. Lamar Jackson ain't going nowhere. Get used to it. He's going to be a Raven, hook or crook. And if you got him in the building, you got to give him weapons. It's about time. So you got Mark Andrews. You got Beckham for one year, hopefully longer. This is the right pick. I love this pick for them. Um, While they could probably use some linemen, honestly, if you can't get one of the big linemen, this is a perk guy to bring in. Quentin is is one of the, the better receivers. He had a really good college playoff. Um, listen, this is the right pick. Greenwood? So, um, yeah, QJ is the um, is the best pick for the, um, for the Baltimore Ravens. They have gone time and time and time again without the ability to effectively draft a number one wide receiver. Um, while Johnson was at one point considered the um, the odds-on favorite to be the first wide receiver taken, he's fallen off based off of, um, based off of him letting balls kind of get into his chest a little bit. But these are things I think can be fixed with proper coaching. And this is one of the um, this is one of the biggest needs for the Baltimore Ravens right now. So I think it's a great pick. All right, we'll keep it pushing, man. We'll keep it pushing. And it looks like up on the docket is the Minnesota Vikings. Greenwood, talk to me, man. What, what are the Vikings going to do here? All right, so um, this. Uh, is a place where I would definitely expect to look for a trade back. The Minnesota Vikings traded the 55th overall pick to Detroit Lions for TJ Hawkinson. Um, they let Adam Thielen go in free agency or, um, and is now, I believe, a Carolina Panther. So Zay Flowers is definitely in that mold. They def- they also have um, – they also let um, – their defensive tackle, uh, let's see if I can remember, uh, Dalvin Tomlinson uh, also leave off in free agency, and he went off to the um, the Cleveland Browns in free agency. So defensive tackle is another big spot of need. Um, if there was a corner available here, I would definitely place that in. So um, if Banks happens to still be available, 
I would um, or Joey Porter or somebody like that was still available here. I would definitely make that consideration as well. Um, I just don't think Kalaja Kansi fits what the um, the Minnesota Vikings do on the defensive line. So with that said, hit my music. It's the music. Uh, with the uh, <laughs> um, with the twenty third pick in the twenty twenty three NFL draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Zay Flowers, wide receiver from Boston College. Okay. Okay. All right, so Zay Flowers finally comes off the board here at, at 23 um, to the Minnesota Vikings. I personally, I, I like to pick, honestly, at the end of the day, if Justin Jefferson were to ever go down, God forbid, because I have him in a bunch of dynasty spots, but um, if Justin Jefferson would ever go down, uh, you're looking at K.J. Osborne being your number one wide receiver, which is not good for, for anybody. Um, again, Hawkinson is a, is a beast, if you will, but ultimately um, I think his days of being a significant tight end and a significant contributor like he was a, as a member of the Detroit Lions are behind him. Uh, so you really need to solidify that, 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 that pick there and Jay Flowers falling here is, 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 is a great pickup. Uh, villain, talk to me, man. Jay Flowers ends up going to the Minnesota Vikings. How you feel? I don't like the pick. Uh, I, I I like the player. I think Minnesota's problem isn't offense is on receiver side. I think losing Thielen, yeah, you got you got to replace that number two. But I really feel like this is the draft where the Vikings need to draft for their future and draft the quarterback. Um, because Kirk Cousins on the last year of his deal, he's like thirty. 435, I think he is, um, and he's Kirk Cousins, so it's time to move on. Um, I would have gone Hooker, to be honest with you, let him sit for a year. Um, but if it's Flowers, it's not a terrible pick. I think he's probably the best separator in the draft as far as get, getting uh, separation through his routes. Um, I think he can definitely help an offense, but I, I don't I don't mind it. And I think he has okay, all right, Mr. Harvey, talk to me, man. Flowers comes off the board here, twenty three to the to Minnesota Vikings. What do you feel about it? I'm with Barry in that I like the player a lot, and I think losing Thielen and whatever else you got in that room, like you need something behind Justin Jefferson. Uh, you need to make find somebody that can maybe make teams pay for trying to double cover him because he's going to get a lot of that this year, especially coming off the season that he had a year ago, right? So that being said, if I were Minnesota, I think I would have gotten somebody in the trenches with this pick or – I, if I didn't take a lineman, which I, I might have considered an offensive lineman, but I think I would have gone to the defensive side of the ball uh, with this first-round pick. 
there's a couple guys that I like on the defensive line that I'm glad they didn't touch because, uh, you know, the Saints are picking in six picks. So uh, I'm glad that they didn't go there. And I also may have considered uh, uh, Cam Smith at the corner position. This team really needs uh, an influx of talent on the defensive side of the ball. And so uh, I would have been hard-pressed if I'm Minnesota not to, unless this guy just really blows me away and has a much higher score than anybody else um, on the, uh, you know, on my board, I would have been really hard pressed to not pick a defensive player right here. When you look at how uh, porous that Vikings defense was at times last year. And not, not to mention you lose Patrick Peterson um, and free agency, he signs with the Pittsburgh Steelers. You bring in Brian Flores from the Pittsburgh Steelers, who is tasked with maintaining and trying to figure out the league's worst defense. Um, so if you went defense here, um, I can see it. Um, but once again, I mean, this bread is this bread is buttered, if you will, with the offensive side of football. Um, and to have two receivers essentially go ahead of you. Um, and, and Addison and Johnson, I can see the Minnesota Vikings, you know, trying to get their hands on at least one of the receivers uh, before they get gobbled up. With that being said, the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock. Mike, Mr. Harvey, talk to me, man. What are, what are the Jags going to do? So there's a couple of different directions we can go with this pick. Um, I got a high enough grade on this guy. I've spoken on him a couple of times. And so uh, I don't really have much hesitation. So uh, let's get the the 24th pick of the Sports City Chefs mock NFL draft. The Jacksonville Jaguars select Darnell Wright, offensive lineman from the University of Tennessee. And to me, this is a no-brainer uh, in that, yes, are there some other things that you could do on this team? Sure. It's not always a sexy pick to go grab alignment like that, but this guy tested off the charts in uh, some of his uh, testing at the Combine. I think he's going to just continue to improve as a player. You know, he may play a, a right tackle, but I think that this guy is going to uh, – be a road grader for that for that offensive line and help protect your quarterback. At the end of the day, it's nice to have the receivers. Uh, you got Calvin Ridley coming in. You got running backs. Uh, you got some young talent on the defensive side of the ball. You could still address some other needs in this draft. So, but at the end of the day, my franchise is Trevor Lawrence, and Trevor Lawrence is a guy that I believe has the ability over the next few years to rise to possibly even a top five quarterback in this league. And so that being said, one of the most important things that we can do is make sure that we have a good line in place to protect him. Uh, I had a much higher grade on this guy than pick 24. So I would have aborted any other plan that I thought might have been there and go get this guy for my offensive line. You know, so many times in, in, in this draft in these past two days, we we said after a pick is made, hold on a second, Darnell Wright is still available. Darnell Wright is still available. 
Um, I mean, we said it this, we said it this afternoon as, as we were, were loading up and speaking about what took place uh, yesterday. So the fact that the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, have the ability to, to select this young man um, here at the bottom of the, of the first round at 24 is spectacular for all the reasons that you just named. Um, case can be made, me and Zona went back and forth yesterday that he should have been the Pittsburgh Steelers pick at 17. Um, and, again, I, 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 I couldn't be angry with the opinion because, I mean, again, he's, he, he, he's not wrong here, um, but he's wrong today because it was my pick and not him. But with that being said, Darnell Wright goes 24. Um, I, I like the pick there. Dylan, talk to me. You don't, you don't hit. Stop it, please. You, you hit and miss. Like, give me a break, this guy. Um, but I think this is if, – if Wright falls – to the Jaguars, it's doing the work for them. Like, I don't know, whoever would pass on him would get fired. I think if he doesn't come to this point, if he doesn't fall here, they have to go corner, right? I mean, they, they're going to lose Griffin. They need corners to definitely defend in that, that AFC. So, I would think they would go cornerback, but if Wright's sitting there, Mike's absolutely right. This is the this is the smartest thing that they could possibly do protect their franchise with a guy that grades off the charts and probably should be picked higher than where he's gonna where he's fallen in our draft. Talk to me, Greenwood. Yeah, so uh, Darnell Wright is the absolute one hundred percent most perfect pick, um, considering how the board. Um, fell into place for the Jacksonville Jaguars. One, they are replacing one um, Tennessee offensive tackle with another. They did just lose um, uh, Juwan, I want to say Taylor, to um, free agency. Um, so that's one thing. And two, <laughs> the Houston Czech Texans drafted Will Anderson. And if anybody wants a treat, and a, a master class of offensive tackle play, show the, show the tape of um, show the tape of this dude going up against Will Anderson um, in, in that game of Tennessee versus Alabama. The number two over, got, overall pick got stonewalled by Darnell White, right? It was crazy. Um, so fantastic pick all the way around. All right, well said, well said. Um, you know what, villain? The, the your second team is now up with the New York Giants. I know you're a Jets fan, but go ahead and talk to me about uh, what Adriana's favorite team is going to do here at 25. Shout out to Adriana, New York Giants fan girl. Um, you know, I am a, a Jets fan this year from my father, but serious. I'm gonna sl- I'm gonna drive down there and slap you in the face because you're really you're just doing it to be a villain. And you, there's only one. There's only one. There's only one. So listen. Um, I hit my hit the music. Hit the music. With the 25th pick in the draft, and my New York football Giants, Big Blue, stand up. We back. We back, baby. We back. 
Because that's what, like, in the second round, you get, like, the, you know, you get the the former player that does, you know, he comes to the post. Yeah, that's what we do, right? All right. With that pick in mind, with the 25th pick, the New York Giants will select D.J. Turner, cornerback from Michigan. I had a really struggle with this pick. Um, I wanted to go Cam Smith, but I think D.J. Turner has the the speed, the best speed out of anybody um, in this draft. Uh, he ran a ridiculous, uh, excuse me, he ran a ridiculous um, four four two six at the combine. Um, he has the ball skills. Um, he he uh, he he really get he what he does well is he's really good at press coverage at the line of scrimmage. Wink Martindale's off uh, defense really calls for blitzes and man coverage. So I think he's a really good fit. Um, the Giants have really big needs at receiver, right? Um, there's only really one true uh, like wide receiver one in this draft, and he got picked way before that in in, in Smith Jabba. So. Um, if the receivers were still on the board, I could see the Giants going Addison or Flowers or probably Quinton as well, Quinton Johnson. But since they aren't on the on the board, and that's where I want them to go, the logical pick is cornerback because they need a lot of secondary help, uh, losing Flowers and really getting some top tier cornerbacks. So that's the pick for me, DJ Turner from Michigan. Okay, so for me, um, I think you're in the I think you're in the right neighborhood, wrong house. Because for me, I would have went Jack Campbell, linebacker for Iowa. Um, you don't need a linebacker. The issue that the uh, yeah, that's the thing. I, I think the issue that the, the New York Giants need to address is the linebacking core. Uh, so to go cornerback here, I don't not like it. I just think that there are bigger fish to fry and you guys need a linebacker like no tomorrow. Um so just I want to air with it. Say what? We just got Bobby Okarike. Uh, I can't ever say his name but, uh, from from um from the Colts. Yeah, you still need a linebacker. You still need a linebacker. <laughs> you still need a you still need the GC needs a linebacker. So, with that being said, villain, um, again, that was your pick. We'll, 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 we'll roll with it. Uh, Mr. Harvey, talk to me, man. CJ uh, was the pick here. Uh, DJ Turner was the pick here for the New York Giants at 25. How do you feel about it? I mean, I do like the speed. Um, I like Cam Smith as a little bit more of a physical corner, I believe. Um, there's also a couple of guys on the on the defensive line that I really might have thought about here. Uh, I I agree with you. I think if there's a I think if there's a good receiver sitting there at this pick, I think that they uh, really consider going there. Uh, but the way this draft board fell with the little running receivers that we just had over the last uh, three out of the last four picks then there's not really a first-round talent for them there. And so I think that you go that you go get that. Uh, I may have – you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Saquon and what that looks like down the line. I may have considered 
Um, I may have considered a guy like Gibbs here because I think that uh, he can run the ball, but he can also be a, a threat for you coming out of the backfield. And, you know, uh, but there's there's a couple other defensive linemen that I might have thought of here as well. I don't I don't dislike the pick. Um, I'm just not sure that I would have gone in that direction. Yeah, I, 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 and I, agree, I agree with you. I agree with you, Mike, but at all indications – are that the Giants are going cornerback in the first round, which drives me crazy. Yeah, I, I'm not. Um, so I, I think there's just something about the villain who just loves very fast, late second round cornerbacks. Because he did the same thing last year. Last year he just took this very speedy, late second round uh, corner in the uh, in the first round of and yeah, last year's mock, and he's doing it again this year. Um, personally, if I was sitting here at 25, Miles Murphy is, um, is sitting there on the board. They definitely need um, defensive end help. Uh, Lucas Van Ness is also available. Um, if they wanted to bolster the offensive line, well, Cyrus Torrance is still available. Um I know that it's kind of taboo to pick offensive guard in the first rounds, but it's late enough that I think it's entirely optional to, to take Osiris Torrance here at 25. Okay. All right. I mean, again, it's not like me and Zonham to agree, so the fact that we disagree here is music to my ears. With that being said, his, his third favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys, are on the clock. And Greenwood, talk to me, man. What is Dallas going to do uh, in the 26th pick here? At this point, there's a steal of the draft that is a perfect fit for the defense. Let's just hit the music. With the 26th overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the um, the Dallas Cowboys select Kalijah Canty, defensive lineman out of Pittsburgh. They need help with interior pass rush. It's a perfect fit for the scheme. Uh, this is the absolute floor for Kalijah Canty. If he's not picked at 18 or 23, he will definitely go at 26. Absolutely, 100%. He could go at much higher than that, but at this point, he's off the board. Okay, so here's where I would kind of differ with you. I mean, I don't, I don't hate the pick. Don't get it twisted. I, I don't hate the pick. I just have a feeling that they end up going offensive side of the ball here. Uh, perhaps the tight end, you know, Mike Mayer, the tight end from Notre Dame, is still forward um, based off of my recollection here. So. Um, yeah, he's I can see them going that. Yeah, I, I can see them going there. Um, however, I, I, I don't hate it. I mean, I can see them going a different direction. Um, Zellin, talk to me about you know them boys. Man. I, I need to be going fair with them with this kick that uh, GM Greenwood just pulled off here. Wait, who was who was the pick? Kalijah Canty, defensive lineman out of Pittsburgh. No, no, uh, I, 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 I don't, I, I don't mind controversy, but I hate this pick. 
this is no, 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 no. My if if Mayor is the pick, it, it, there's just no way around it. They listen. If they have to invest in that quarterback, they have to surround him with weapons. It's not like it's not like Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers where you can throw guys out there and he can make them better. Like Dak Prescott cannot make players better. He needs better players around him. And you he he hasn't been the same since Witten retired. You have I mean, he needs a tight end. Canty is a good pick. Canty is, is probably a steal, not this high in the, at, at the draft. I think he's a steal in the second round. I, and they do need interior line help. I will agree with you there. But they have to go offense on, on this one because they have won the defenses already. So they have to they have to surround him with weapons. See, the thing is that there's there's depth at the tight end position. The tight end position is probably the one of the strongest positions in this uh, in this draft class. I mean, uh, after Michael Meyer, there's Darnell Washington, Stan Laporta from uh, Iowa, Luke Musgrave, who, could, who will probably be there for the second round pick um, of Dallas in round two. Or if they want to go a little deeper, Tucker Kraft is also a guy that um, could easily um, fit the mold there for the Dallas Cowboys. Or if they really want to go deep, Zach Kuntz from uh, from Old Dominion, which is currently slated as a fourth-round pick, would also be an upgrade at the position. So take Hansi now and worry about the tight end later. But I think you could flip it. You could get Canty later and get the, the, the probably the second best tight end in the draft at that position. Well, and I, I think I don't. I don't think you. I think Washington's good, and, and he impressed at Georgia. But Mayer is as polished as it comes. You you get the tight end, and then you get Canty in the second round. I don't think. I think he falls in the second round. I, I don't. I, I don't think he's a first-round talent. I'll tell you what, if he falls to the second round, he's going to be the first pick we pick in the second round, 30 seconds. Mark my words. Some people will tell you, some people will tell you that Michael Mayer is the, or Meyer is the best tight end in this draft. I think that's debatable. Uh, I do agree that the tight end position is deep, but I do think this guy is a cut above a lot of the other names that you mentioned. So for that reason, I could see that. You know, I will say that Kansi is a guy being talked about in New Orleans, uh, but him not necessarily fitting some of the prototypes that they look for, measurements, short arms, a few other things like that that uh, that kind of give them a little bit of pause. I think this guy could be a steal. I'm not sure, though. I'm not as confident as controversy uh, that Canty won't still be on the board at this point in the draft on Thursday night. Uh, I, I think he's a nice player, and I think that uh, he could make some team very happy until I could understand the pick. But I could also have understood if you wanted to go with a guy like Murphy or if you wanted to go – uh, with a guy like, uh, if you wanted to go super athletic and go with a guy like uh, Van Ness or White from Georgia Tech, 
I could have understood if he decided to uh, make a move like that. I don't, I don't hate the pick. Um, I think you you have your number one receiver. Uh, now you have Brandon Cooks there. I, I think you need an, uh, a bigger, a big target for this guy, uh, for Dak Prescott. I think he does need a tight end. And like I said, I, there is depth at the position, but I think that this guy is clearly the best tight end left on this board. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I, I definitely feel you there. Looks like we got another caller in queue calling out of the 203 number. What's going on in Sports City? How can we the show? Uh, listen, I'm just, I'm just calling to listen to a good time. Uh, you guys have been doing great on this draft. I'm just excited about my Jets getting Aaron Rodgers. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to you guys do a couple picks here and then chime in if I've got some thoughts. Is, is that, is that gentlemen, they, they, is that, they don't let himself in the building. He don't let himself in the building behind the operator. He's a trip. He's a trip. He's a trip. What's going on, man? Again, we, we, we mentioned it yesterday, man. Thoughts and prayers go to you and your family during the tough time, but you're always walking in the building. Um, let me do this. Did you want to pick Buffalo pick real quick? Uh, you know what? I don't know who's off the board, who's on the board. I just got a, a little bit of free time, and I figured what better group to spend it with than the Sports City Shop. So I'm going to I'm gonna keep myself quiet, let you guys do your thing, but I'll jump in if I've got something to say. Sound like a plan, man. So I am next up with the Buffalo Bills. While we were talking or whatever, we were making some phone calls, talking to people, um, and the pick is in. With the 27th pick of the 2023 NFL Draft, the Buffalo Bills select Osiris Torrance, offensive lineman out of Florida. Um, Here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. The Buffalo Bills are one of the most sacked teams in football. They also have made some type of reports to want to resemble some type of balance running and passing the football. Josh Allen cannot continue to take as many hits as he took a season ago, or he will not make it the next year. So I think the perfect pick here is to go get themselves a guy who um, is very athletic, who is a mauler type of guy at the guard position to kind of help solidify that offensive line. Um, again, it, it, it's really no a no-brainer for me. Uh, since, since, since Dave's in the building, Dave, talk to me, man. Osiris Torrance from Florida is the pick here with the uh, Buffalo Bills. Talk to me. So I got some thoughts. I like – you're not wrong that the Bills need some offensive line help, but if you look at that division, I, I, I think Josh Allen – it's Josh Allen's – I don't want to say fault, but it comes down to Josh Allen's play style, which is why he gets hit so much. So – an athletic lineman, that's probably, you know, the play if you want an offensive lineman. But I think you got a lot of really good receivers, really good offenses in the division. You know, Jets are, are obviously the, the hot topic right now. But the Dolphins, I mean, what they've done on offense, you know, don't don't ignore that. I think the Bills might want to go, you know, for a little bit of help in the secondary. Uh, but, you know, the question comes down to what's available on the board. So if you're going offensive lineman, have to go athletic. athletic but otherwise, I, I would go – I would look at defense heavy with the Bills. 
I don't hate I, I, I don't hate the analysis there. Villain talks to me, man. Dave says go defense. The pick was offensive lineman. Talk to me. How do how, how you feel about it? He's the best um, interior lineman in the draft. Um, you know, I think he grades grades out really well. I think, you know, six foot five, um, oh, three three forty five, three forty, three fifty range. Um, so I don't hate the pick. I agree with Dave that you know Allen's style of play kind of hurts. That, that his offense a little bit, that he gets hit a lot. And he's a running quarterback, so that's why he takes so many hits, right? Um, but I look at it like, honestly, they got exposed on defense when Vaughn Miller got hurt. I would like for them to really get some some pass rushers and probably some, some cornerbacks. But I think pass rusher and linebacker is where they really need to focus. And a running back. But I think it's too early to get a running back, uh, Gibbs, what have you. So, because um, Buffalo hasn't had a running back since Shady McCoy, right? That's what, that's what uh, you know, the legend uh, says, right? Um, so, well, I would like for them to go off on, on defensive line and, and really kind of get somebody to go with Von Miller. But I, I don't hate the pick because they could use uh, offensive line help all across the line, to be honest. Conjure Russie, talk to me, man. So, um, I think at the beginning of the offseason, this would have been um, the hands-down best pick for the Buffalo Bills, but they did uh, go out in free agency, sign Connor McGovern from the um, the uh, L.A. Rams and David Edwards from the uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Those, are, those two guys are set to be pretty much slated to be the two starting offensive guards for... Um, for the Buffalo Bills next season. Um, I mean, Torrance will definitely supplant either one of them. Probably um, probably David Edwards, who's only on a one-year deal. But um, I think wide receiver would have been where i go. I know that the, the cover's a little bit bare after that little bit of run um, in the early 20s, but uh, Jalen Hyatt is... Um, is still available at this pick. So I think that that's probably where I would have gone, but I, I can't, um, I can't poo poo the pick by any stretch. Harvey? Yeah. I, I don't like this pick. I, I, I really don't. I, I like the player. I don't like the fit. Uh, I think that, with a first-round pick, you need a guy that's really going to be on the field this year. I 100% agree with Villain. I think they got exposed when Bond Miller went down. I think they got some good guys, a, a nice rotation of D tackles in the middle that can sort of clog up the middle. Uh, even They go too deep as a defensive tackle position, but they don't have enough help on the edge. So uh, if I were them... I would have gone athletic. I would have either gone uh, one of about four ways and probably either Murphy from Clemson, the guy from Northwestern. I'm not even going to try to say his name uh, right now. (laughs) Uh, uh, White from Georgia Tech is another guy. 
that I would have considered, or maybe even Lucas Van Ness from Iowa. Uh, but I think I would have gone. I think I would have gone edge with this pick. And if I didn't go edge, I might have gone corner. But I'm going to tell you right now, uh, the LSU Tiger, Tredavious White, is going to be healthy and uh, playing with a chip on his shoulder this year at the cornerback position for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, who that and go to the But, yeah, no. the Louisiana boy is going to be ready. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go ahead and keep it moving short and sweet because I got the Cincinnati Bengals coming up next. Uh, at the 28th selection, um, and I'm not going to waste anybody's time with this pick. The Cincinnati Bengals with the 28th pick select Jack Campbell, linebacker out of the University of Iowa. Um, for me, honestly, this game is one and loss on the defense side of the football. You got Joe Burrow, you got Jamar Chase, you got your offense set. So now you need to really solidify your defense. Uh, one of the areas of weakness in the Cincinnati Bengals is their linebacking core. Um, so I, I think that you know he can definitely uh, cover some people. He plays in the AFC North, which is a smash mouth type of division. Uh, whether you're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, who for all of the purposes want to get back to running the football with the moves that they made this offseason. you got Baltimore who, you know, has Tyler Huntley there. They got, you know, a question mark. Again, when Lamar Jackson comes back to play, if he comes back to play, um, you know, you got J.K. Dobbins and that assortment, um, a physical a physical play. And I think that Iowa breeds people who play well um, in that type of environment. So, with that being said, the pick is the pick is in, and it's going to be Jack Campbell. Zelda, talk to me, man. How do you feel about Jack Campbell going uh, that late to Cincinnati Bengals? Um, best line, linebacker in the draft. Uh, in my interior linebacker, probably hands down, or wherever you, I, you know. I'm sorry, but best. I think the best linebacker in the draft. Um, I think. The Bengals need cornerback help. I would have liked to see them go get Cam Smith instead. But um, I think if you're looking for best value at this at this late in the in the first round, I don't think Campbell is a bad pick. Um, so I I kind of I kind of agree with the pick somewhat. But I would like to see them get corner. If whoop, put yourself on the yeah. I hear a lot of noise in the background. I'm gonna like to start talking over noise. Yes. No. Okay, go on ahead, man. No, I'm I'm done. I just whoever got the background noise is distracting. That's what. Yeah, I I I took care of it. I took care of it. Mr. Harvey, talk to me, man. Um, The pick was in. It was Jack Campbell out of Iowa. Um, How do you feel? So I like Jack Campbell as a player, and I can see how he helps that team. Uh, I also like the guy, uh, Drew Sanders from Arkansas. I think he's a nice player as well. Uh, I think looking at this, Michael Mayer is still there, guys. Uh, And I understand 
you got Chase and you got Higgins, you may not be able to keep both these guys around long term. If you put a big athletic tight end on the field as well uh, to go with those guys, who do you cover? Uh, And I think in some ways it's an embarrassment of riches uh, for them to do that. Uh, But if I'm the – there's not really an offensive lineman that really, really jumps out to me right here. Um, And I I like that pick, but if I were Cincinnati um, and he's sitting there, I I throw caution to win. I take the tight end from uh, from Notre Dame. I don't hate that idea, to be honest with you. I I think honestly, um, they need a tight end, um, and I almost pulled the trigger on that one. Um, I just honestly feel as though you can scheme, you know, a tight end, especially when you have the weapons that you have on the outside. Uh, you can't keep getting bludgeoned by the run. And, and with, with Campbell there, I think he definitely comes downhill and, and stops the run. Dave, you still with us, man? Talk to me about Jack Campbell going 28 to Cincinnati. I, I actually really like the fit. I got to be honest with you, I don't have a lot of feedback on that one. You made a really great starting point with the offense is set. The, the defense needs some iterative upgrades, but if you can get a good, solid player like that that can block down the middle of your – defense for years to come, I say you do it. That means you've got the center of your defense blocked up for years. You've got the burrow to chase connection. It gives yourself an opportunity to draft some of those other needs later in the, uh, later in the, in the draft. Um, you know, I, I like it. I mean, the only other thing I'd maybe consider is trading back, but I don't think we're doing that here. So all in all, I like the move. Okay. Not a problem at all. Controversy, talk to me, man. The the, the, the pick was um, Jack Campbell from the University of Iowa to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, how did you feel about that? Um, as if the um, if the board fell the way to where it, the way it did, um, there's not really a cornerback available. I mean, Cam Smith has been the one we've been talking about a lot, but. Um, I really question whether or not he's really a first-round pick. Um, safety, there's not really a safety available. Guard or size towards is really the only first-round um, capable offensive guard available. So uh, in that case, um, Jack Campbell's probably one of those old-school style um, linebackers that could easily go here. Um, you could pick any of the top tier um, linebackers and they'd all be good, but great pick here. All right. With that being said, the Who That Nation is finally on the clock. Talk to me, Mr. Harvey, man. What are we doing with the with the uh, 29th pick here? You're talking here. All right. You. It looks like Mr. Harvey has dropped due to some technical difficulty. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pivot uh, to Villain. Villain, if you were the Saints here, what would you do um, at the 29th pick? Um, I would probably take the, the tight end. I would probably take the tight end uh, mayor at this point. Um, I don't see why – I, I, yeah, if he, fell to, if he fell to me at this pick – 
that's most likely where I would go. Um, I don't see any reason why. I think Mike, um, wait Mike, a minute, are you there? Wait a minute, wait, I'm, yeah, I'm here. Wait a minute. No, hold on. There you go. <laughs> yeah, don't do your thing. Did you want a grand yeah. entrance? Did you want a grand entrance? <laughs> no, no, see, I, I accidentally uh, hit the button, accidentally dropped off. So I, I, I was like, wait a minute, I got to get right back in here. So my bad. Um, you know, Villain, you make a very, very interesting point. I do think that if this kid is sitting here, the tight end from Notre Dame, I think the Saints are going to have a very difficult time passing him up. Uh, the other guy that I think they really like is the kid from uh, Pitt that just got drafted a few picks ago. But I, I think that at the end of the day, the Saints' defensive tackle position kind of got gutted in free agency. They did sign a couple guys to help sort of uh, fill that gap a little bit, but not necessarily with the upside of players that they've lost over the last couple of seasons. And so – the pick is in. We can cue this music real quick. With the 29th pick of the Sports City Mark draft, the New Orleans Saints select Brian Brissy, defensive tackle, Clemson. Uh, he fits the, he fits the measurables that the Saints really like. He's a guy that they think uh, can be an impact player. Uh, at the defensive tackle position, really helped him against the run, really clogged the middle some. Uh, so the linebackers, like Demario Davis, uh, can eat uh, behind him. Um, the Saints have got to – one of the biggest uh, things that the Saints have done well over the last few years and one of the reasons why this defense has been a stalwart for this team and one of the reasons why they were able to frustrate Tom Brady as much as they did over the past couple seasons, even though this last year, even though they won twice, there was no walk in the park. Uh, but, you know, they they beat Brady the first four times they played him. That defense has been really tough up front. They've been stout against the run. They've been able to uh, not really be moved out of the way. And you lost a lot of the guys that, were a big part in that. And so to me, you you got a couple of guys in free agency, like I said, the guy from the Chiefs, the guy from the Jets, at the defensive tackle position. But I don't think either one of those guys are – I think those guys are depth pieces and they're, they're quality, but I don't think they have the same kind of impact or move the needle as much as the young defensive – tackle prospect from Clemson. So I think Brian Brissy is the pick here. Uh, there was definitely a lot of consideration to another defensive lineman to play across from uh, Cam Jordan and maybe being somebody that can sort of uh, take over, uh, learn from Cam Jordan in the twilight of his career, sort of like O.C. did with uh, Strahan, for example. But I, I think at the end of the day, they take this defensive tackle with the 29th pick. Okay, I mean, I, I I think it's a solid pick. I would have been shocked if um, I said, excuse me, I wouldn't have been shocked if they would have went with somebody like a, a Gibbs running back from Alabama, 
um, with everything circling around Kamara and things of that nature, I do foresee them potentially addressing that um, area of need. But once again, is if you're going to get the big guy from Clemson, I, I don't hate it. Uh, villain, talk to me, man. The pick was in. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I, just seeing a fantasy draft, you did not pick a running back like Gibbs at at, at that point. You, you second round, third round, man. Um, second round at best. But um, I love disagreeing with the series. It's so easy. Um, I absolutely love this pick for um, for the the Saints, even though I think Bryce is a second rounder. I think he fits a need that you absolutely have to address. Now, I can't even begin to say the kid's name from Northwestern, but I would have picked him instead. But at this point in the draft, you need to shore up the interior line. You did lose Davenport, but you need that interior alignment uh, situation fixed. Um, This is a good pick for the Saints. I think at the end of the day, the Saints pick again around 40, I believe. And I don't think either one of them are going to be there. But I think the hope is if they go with Brissett here, first of all, they do want another physical pass catcher. There's not a physical receiver there. Uh, so I, if the tight end is there, I think they're probably going to take him. I, I really do think they're probably going to take the tight end from Notre Dame. I don't expect mm-hmm. him to be there. So I think this could be that first pick. But I think the hope is is – if you do go with this guy, that one of the three guys from Van Ness to the kid White from Georgia Tech or the kid from Northwestern will fall to them at 40. I'm not sure that either one of them will, and I'm not saying for sure that's where they're going to go, but I could see that being um, their hope in the second round to be able to grab one of those three guys. Controversy, talk to me, man. How do you feel about the pick? Uh, who was the pick again? Brian Brissy, the defensive tackle. Oh, uh, Brian, uh, Brian Brissy, yeah. So, um, so arguably the best defensive tackle left on the board. Um, Mazzy Smith's also a, a good option, but I have no qualms with the pick. All right, all right. Um 30th pick of the draft is to the Philadelphia Eagles, and it looks like Zellin has the Eagles. Uh, talk to me, Zellin. How do you feel uh, the Eagles are going to go here? If I knew who Mr. Irrelevant was, I would pick him with the 30th pick just to screw the Philadelphia Eagles over. Because, uh, you know, I hate the Eagles. Uh, hey, die, last year they had to knock that guy die. out to make the Super Bowl, so be careful. Exactly. Die, Eagles, die. No, so um, – why do I get stuck with these bums? But listen, they have needs. Um, hit my music, Sirius. Hit the music, brother. Thank you. I hit that me. Hit, hit that me, Alexander. Hit the music. With the 30th pick in the draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Miles Murphy, defensive end, Clemson. I'm surprised this kid's falling in this draft. Um, but I, if I were an Eagle fan, I'd be happy because he fills a lot of needs that they have. I think the Eagles have to go defense, defense, defense in this draft. Um, I, I picked 
for them early in the draft, I did pick the cornerback Gonzalez from Oregon. If I turned around and got Miles Murphy, a defensive end where they desperately need edge rushers because they, you know, even though they did bring back Fletcher Cox, excuse me, they brought back Fletcher Cox and Brandon uh, Graham. Um, those are older guys, longer in the tooth. They need that depth. And Miles Murphy is one of the better defensive ends in this draft. I think he's number three on the big board. Um, he's just freaky athletic, 6'5", 275 pounds. Um, I think he got away with a lot of um, not being able to have that those those pass rush moves in this repertoire because he's in college. So that's one thing he's got to work on. But being behind those two veterans, he'll learn quick. Um, I think it's a perfect fit. That is the guy. No, I was just gonna say no, that's the guy that. Was... <laughs> <laughs> Michael, I was like, go. I it up. <laughs> that that that's the guy that I really uh, put a lot. I, as I was making the pick for the Saints, I was debating between those two Clemson cats. I like Miles Murphy a lot as a player. I think he's got a chance to be an impact guy at the defensive end. I think he's got to clean some things up, uh, but I I think that he's got a chance to be an impact player. I think that. Uh, quite honestly, though, uh, Philly is a better place to go for him, I think, right now than New Orleans because you do have more depth and you're not necessarily going to be pressed into as prevalent of a role and you can grow into the to the position there. So uh, I like the pick a lot. I was going to say the exact same thing. I think that's a great pickup for the Philadelphia Eagles here at 30. Um, just a show note, this next pick, 31, is going to be the last pick of the night. We do got to clean up some dishes and, and, and get on with the evening. So with that being said, James, go ahead and uh, do what the Super Bowl champions are going to do at 31 here. So there's two real options, I think, here. Uh, well, really three. Um, Michael Meyer, um, tight end from Notre Dame, still available. Um uh, Travis Kelsey is, um, you know, getting getting older. Tight ends don't tend to last past 33, so thinking of a qualified player of the future, Mayer would make a lot of sense. Um, Anton Harrison, always looking to bolster the offensive line for the, um, the Kansas City Chiefs. It seems to be a constant struggle, but uh, with this pick, I am going to select Lucas Van Ness, the um, the edge defensive end slash outside linebacker from Iowa, a guy who's probably more than likely going to see the top 20 picks in the NFL draft. Um, most people have him going 14 to New England, but with that said, that's where I'm. Uh, that's where I'm going with that. Um, once again, I, I I don't hate the pick. Um, I mean, last year they picked up you know Pacheco, so I don't really think they're going to really address offensive offensive running back um, or anything like that. You know, just hate in the draft. I, I, again, I could see another receiver coming off the board here. 
Um, you know how Andy Reid likes to you know, surround Patrick Mahomes with weapons. I can also see an offensive lineman here. Um, according to the mock that I, I'm, I'm, I'm currently looking at now, the pick of uh, Osiris Torrance that was picked earlier in, in our mock draft is mocked to come here to the to the Kansas City Chiefs at 31. Uh, Zellin, talk to me, man. Um, the pick was in. It looks like it was um, somebody that, that, that the GM thought it would be. Talk to me about it. Yeah, they did sign Jawan Taylor, which is a good move for them, but they did lose a couple of tackles, right? Orlando Brown and Andrew Wiley. So I don't I don't disagree with you, Sirius, um, that they could go offensive line. But the run of, the really good tackles have already gone. So I absolutely love this pick and it's a for for, for um the Chiefs because they desperately need edge rushers to go with Clark and company, um, you know, I mean, push release and, 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 and really shore up that, that edge rusher that they really desperately are going to need this year. And to be honest with you, I agree with, with controversy. Van Ness is not be there at 31. There's just no way that this kid, this kid is a freak. And he, he is, he's got such a ceiling. I don't know that They've got him as high as nine in some mocks, right, to the Bears. So if he somehow fell to them at 31, <laughs> they, they would jump. Even if Mayer's on the board, they would still jump to get this kid because he, he is a top, easily a top 15 talent in the draft. Definitely, definitely a top 15 talent in the draft. Uh, talk to me, uh, Mr. Harvey, man. Lucas Van Ness uh, looks like it's going to be the, the pick here for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, how do you feel about it, the, the, the guy out of Iowa here? No, nah, I mean, listen, athletic ability is off the charts. I don't think he's going to be there. And even if he's not, I consider one of the other uh, one of the other two guys that I just lumped together would – him and as far as the kid from Georgia Tech and or the kid from Northwestern, I think about there. I I do like Torrance as, as from uh, Osiris as, from Florida if he's there at this point. Uh, the other guy I do I I do like the tackle from Oklahoma. I think he needs to get stronger. Uh, but from everything I've seen and read about this kid, uh, he's got footwork. He's not going to get beaten footwork wise on the edge. Uh, he's just got to get a little bit stronger so he doesn't necessarily get bum rushed. Uh, and the Wild Wild West, uh, a little cool mode for you right there. Uh, but no, nah, listen, I, I think I, I might really put some thought into that tackle from from Oklahoma as well, even over Torrance maybe if he's there. But at the end of the day, uh, if Van Ness is there, you have to take him. I think that uh, Travis Kelsey has still got. Uh, plenty of time left. I think that his game is going to age pretty well. Uh, I think he's going to be a security blanket for Pat Mahomes for a couple years. And so I definitely don't look at that tight end position. Uh, I look edge and or offensive line with this pick from Kansas City. And if Van Ness is there, uh, you do exactly uh, what what I did uh, yesterday with the C.J. Stroud pick. As soon as the other pick is made, you don't waste any time. You run to the podium and you turn this pick in. 
All right, gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. Uh, we're going to save the, the, the plug and closeouts because we do got some stuff to get into. Uh, it's been a great time hosting this with you guys uh, this evening, the, the second, the, the round two or the second day of round one, if you will. With that being said, as TP would always say, tell a friend to tell a friend it's a chef again, and if they don't know, now we know, man. Well, God bless you guys. Sports city, sports city, chef, chef. Sports city, sports city, chef, chef. Sports city, sports city, chef, chef. Sports city, sports city, chef. Kaboom! Sports city chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown.